the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I know it's not nice to stand and watch a fight and enjoy it and take pleasure in it. But it's okay when it's a fight taking place on the Democratic side of the aisle between two competing ideologies. And the one that's growing is the one that's super wacky and is losing and is out of touch with America. Yes, the progressives. Oh, The people who think that spending trillions of dollars and ruining our country with uh, rampant inflation, uh, the people who think that the Afghanistan humiliation should have been uh, even more poorly done and quickly and uh, flawless, flawed in its execution, those are the people who are fighting to gain control of the Democratic Party. And we see it right here in Ohio. We talk a lot, and we'll talk a lot more, about the upcoming Senate race to succeed Rob Portman. And we have a bunch of candidates on the Republican side of the aisle that are well-financed and really want to serve. And you have an assortment of differences among those candidates. The super-Trumpiest ones, I think, Josh Mandel's at the top of that curve. Jane Timken of Canton would like to be at the top of that curve. It's pretty hard to out-Trump Josh Mandel when his website, joshmandel.com, has a picture of the American flag up against a church steeple with a cross on it on the left side that says, Pro-God. The middle picture is of an assault rifle that says, Come and take it, pro-gun. And a picture of Donald Trump pumping his fist on the right side that says pro-Trump. Pro-God, pro-gun, pro-Trump. That's Josh Mandel's website. Jane Timken, she's a little less Trumpy in her ability to project her Trumpiness. Bernie Moreno's the former immigrant from Bolivia. Mike Gibbons is the Cleveland banker, venture capitalist, businessman. J.D. Vance is the famous author, Trump doubter turned Trump fan. And uh, who am I leaving out? I had it on the tip of my tongue here a moment ago. Mike Gibbons, Matt Dolan, Josh Mandel, Bernie Moreno, Jane Timken. Did I get them all? Did I get all six? Matt Dolan. Well, I left Matt Dolan out because he's so much different than all the others. Matt Dolan is the uh, state senator. Matt Dolan. Sorry, Matt. Come on the show and I'll remember you better. 
So you've got a Rob Portman type, Matt Dolan. You've got Mandel, pro-Trump, big Trumpy guy. You've got Jane Timken, the only woman. You've got J.D. Vance, man of the people, hillbilly elegy, Bernie Moreno, businessman. Very identifiable, very likable. And then on the other side of the aisle, Tim Ryan from the Youngstown area was hoping this would be his waltz to victory on the Democratic side. But, but, I said, there's a fight. Oh, yes. Um, Morgan Harper would like to be the Democratic nominee. She's an attorney and local activist. I love that. Oh, a local activist. This is going to be good. Yes. She had the temerity, Morgan Harper, who does not play in inside the lines of the Democratic Party. You know Morgan Harper is a rabble-rouser because she tried to primary Joyce Beatty in 2020. Now, Joyce Beatty is the epitome of Democratic power. You couldn't find a more classic case of Democratic do-nothingness to get a big, high-paying job than Joyce Beatty. Joyce Beatty has had the magic dust of Democratic do-nothingness on her for decades. She was a big deal in the State House. And then her husband tragically passed away, and then she married Otto Beatty, who was the Central Ohio representative to Congress. And then Joyce Beatty married Otto Beatty. They're a power couple. And then Otto Beatty retired because he was term limited. And presto changeo, Joyce Beatty ends up taking his place. And then they end up with a fancy house that's now on the market for $1.2 million that Joyce says she doesn't know how or how much they paid for it because I don't know what anything costs. And now she's the chair of the Congressional Black Caucus, and you can't point to one single solitary beneficial thing Joyce Beatty's ever done for Central Ohio. And Morgan Harper saw that and said, hey, we're never going to win on the Democratic side with people like Joyce Beatty and people like Tim Ryan. And so she's trying to run against Ryan after she ran against Beatty. And she wants to debate Tim Ryan. And Tim Ryan does not want to debate Morgan Harper. Because if Tim Ryan has to debate Morgan Harper, then they're going to put all their Democratic craziness out there. Because Tim Ryan will have to do what he does every time. Shout and pander to the craziest, looniest nut jobs on the Democratic side of the aisle. Yeah, free this, free that, free free everything. Tax more. He'll have to repeat all the Joe Biden crud. And he would just rather, Tim Ryan would just rather, sail right on into the election next November, having not had any of his positions out there, super radical positions that he has to have to do what? Inspire the crazies on campus and elsewhere to come out and vote for him. But if he gets up at a debate with Morgan Harper, and Morgan Harper is pushing free this, free that, free other, and Tim Ryan says, well, you know, I don't know that we can do that, and no, I can't really say I'm going to promise this and promise that like you are because there are still some blue-collar Democrats out there who aren't going to go for that, and they're going to say, well, I'm not excited to go vote for this guy. He's going to, by trying to distinguish himself from Morgan Harper's craziness, he's going to alienate half his base, and he's got no chance of beating whoever the Republican nominee is if he marginalizes half his base. 
And I thought this was a very, very, very interesting quote. It tells you everything you need to know about the future of the Democratic Party and how it thinks. Izzy Levy is the campaign spokeswoman for Morgan Harper. And she's ripping on Tim Ryan and Republicans. She says, Tim is consolidating support from every corner of Ohio because Ohioans know that Tim's record of fighting for workers in his deep Ohio roots make him the strongest candidate to take on. Oh, this is Ryan's campaign spokesperson. Ryan's campaign spokesperson. So it makes him the, the strongest candidate to take on, and this is the key part, to take on whichever toxic, out-of-touch millionaire emerges from the GOP's chaotic primary. Well, I don't think Izzy was at the Republican leadership forum at Genoa because it wasn't the least bit chaotic. Nobody interrupted each other. They sat there. They had a purposeful discussion. They talked about issues. They were cordial to each other. There was nothing chaotic about it. But chaotic's not the thing in there that you need to know. Do you know how she describes all the Republican candidates? They're out-of-touch millionaires. Well, I, I grant you a lot of them are millionaires. Jane Timken is. Bernie Moreno is. Mike Gibbons is. Matt Dolan is. J.D. Vance is. And I'm going to assume Josh Mandel is, although I don't know it. I don't know it. But let's look at how they got their millions. And this is the deal. This is the defining difference. How did you get your millions? Timken inherited it. Okay. Is her family, like, consequential in employing probably hundreds of thousands of people in Stark County at the Timken Corporation? Yes. Is the Timken Corporation good or bad? For Stark County, Canton. Ask anybody up there. They'll tell you it's been great for Stark County, Canton. J.D. Vance. How's J.D. Vance a millionaire? (laughs) He wrote a fantastic book that got made into a movie. He raised himself out of poverty. He went to an Ivy League school. He achieved. He worked hard. He succeeded on merit. How's Mike Gibbons a millionaire? Mike Gibbons grew up. His dad was a high school coach. A wrestling coach. He grew up in Parma, Ohio. You ever been to Parma, Ohio? You can't get more blue-collar than Parma, Ohio. Mike Gibbons is a smart guy who worked hard, studied. He's worked as a landscaper on a construction crew, and he became a banker. Is that is that is there something wrong with that? I thought that was the American dream. And you talk about the American dream. How about Bernie Moreno? Bernie Moreno came here from Bolivia when he was a teenager. He became a citizen. Went all in on buying one car dealership, turned it into many car dealerships, figured out a better way to sell Mercedes. Oh, he sold to rich people. You think that's not a cutthroat business, the car business? Bernie Moreno figured out a better way. Bernie Moreno figured out how to network with people, how to work with people. Is that not what we're after? Is it, would you be upset if your kid succeeded like J.D. Vance, Mike Gibbons, Bernie Moreno? To the Democrat, Tim Ryan's spokesperson, I would run this if I would if I'm whoever the Republican nominee is. You say I'd say you better believe I'm a millionaire, and I want every one of your kids to grow up a millionaire, and I want them to be just like me, and I'm fighting for that dream. And the Democrats want everybody who succeeds; they want to take your money, and they want to give it to somebody else and blow it. They want to give it to illegal immigrants coming across the border. 
for breaking the law to get in here. They want to incentivize more to get in here. You bet there's a difference. They're not out of touch. The Democrats are out of touch. Don't be ashamed, Mike Gibbons, Jane Timken, Bernie Moreno, Josh Mandel, Matt Dolan. Oh, no, don't be ashamed. Because when you work hard and you get money and you have that mindset, what you want to do is help other people get there too. Democrats don't want anybody to get there. They don't want anybody to get there because they see success as evil. My point that I made about Democrats fighting and uh, imploding from within is borne out by this story in the Columbus Dispatch about the fight between Morgan Harper, who's pressing Tim Ryan on the Democratic side to be the nominee to run against whoever comes out of the Republican Senate primary to succeed Rob Portman. And I said, Ryan doesn't want to debate her because then he'll have to either pander to her base, which is all the woke crazies, or he will pander to the woke crazies and drive away the old line Repu- the old line Democrats who, you know, still think that I'm blue collar, that's why I'm Democrat, but I don't think that people should get everything free. I don't think people should come to our country illegally and get everything free. See, Ryan can't take a position on that because he'll alienate half of the voters he's trying to get to the polls. Uh, Morgan Harper makes that clear when she says Ryan does not deserve to be called a progressive because he waffles on issues like Medicare for all and abortion access. You bet he does. You bet he waffles. Because he can't win with his entire party on that because your party is so polarized. Now, Morgan Harper is just another AOC wannabe. Did you hear AOC after the Virginia election? Most people, the question coming out of the Virginia election, a week ago tomorrow, Ralph Northam, excuse me, uh, Glenn Youngkin winning the governorship from uh, Ralph Northam, who, like most Democrats at some point in the past, dressed up either in blackface or as a Ku Klux Klansman. Um, Glenn Youngkin stressed education. And Terry McAuliffe was not, according to AOC, passed over by voters because he was wrong on education. No, 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 no. He was passed over because he wasn't progressive enough. I actually think we have good news as well. I know that Virginia was a huge bummer. And honestly, if anything, I think that the results show the limits of trying to run a fully 100% super moderated campaign that does not excite speak to or energize a progressive base and frankly we weren't even really invited to contribute on that race you weren't invited because they didn't want you there and they didn't want you there good reason (laughs) oh they don't have a good bench of candidates they don't have a unified message republicans now have a template with what yunkin did education and also, I mean, look at the candidates we're attracting. Winsome Sears and the uh, the Hispanic Attorney General candidate who won in Virginia. Uh, things are trending up for us. Now, I never underestimate, I never underestimate a party's 
opportunity to blow an election. So I do get nervous when I hear all the gloating over, oh, wait till the bloodbath that comes. And I hear these prognostications. Oh, the Republicans are going to gain 50 seats in the House next year. They're going to gain 60, maybe even 70 seats. No, they're not. They're not. Set realistic expectations. Stay on message. And the other thing that worries me about the Republican Senate primary in the state of Ohio, I was glad to see that this did not happen at the leadership forum that we held in conjunction with CCV, Center for Christian Virtue, at Genoa. The candidates didn't eviscerate each other. Now, there's going to come a point where they're going to have to get more personally candid with each other than they did that particular night. Maybe it was the fact that they were in a church and they found it was unseemly. I think it was more the fact that it's early in the campaign and they saw the opportunity because of the way Hugh Hewitt set up the rules that night. Hey, I got a chance to just articulate my position here. I don't need to go out. Now, we had Bernie Moreno on here recently after that, and I asked Bernie about some of Josh Mandel's statements that night. That Oh, I'd put, I'd put Mark Zuckerberg in jail. And the election was stolen from Trump. Josh Mandel says things like that to prove that he's the Trumpiest of the candidates. He also says it because he thinks it'll play well in the room. But the problem is, once you say it, it's on tape, and you can never unsay it. And then the whole entire evening becomes about that, and you become about that. If Josh Mandel is the Republican nominee, he's going to be continually confronted by the Haley B. Millers of the world, the Alan Millers of the world, the Daryl Rollins of the world, the dishonest, Democratic, allied media with those most histrionic statements that he has said. He becomes a caricature caricature candidate, and anyone who would vote for him becomes the same. So that's why I don't think it serves a purpose other than to damage you long-term. I don't think he brings in any more voters to the party with that kind of a take. And I'm not advocating that you should say only things that will curry favor with potential voters because I think you absolutely 100% have to be authentic. But I think there's a way to say it that doesn't give, sure, red meat to your fans. Okay, yeah, I get it. But you also give red meat to the enemy. And yes, I just did say that the uh, Democratic media, and particularly those who work for the Columbus Dispatcher, I guess I just said they're the enemy. I won't run from that. I won't. They are the enemy. You ever read anything by Haley B. Miller? <laughs> she is, uh, who's the uh, lady from PBS that like licks Biden's boots every time she asks a question? Alcindor? Haley B. Miller is that on the local level as a Democratic operative masquerading as a reporter. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.